0: all right all right welcome back to drop pass podcast my absolutely favorite listener new week and if you didn't notice, brand new logo huge thanks to my buddy Vetti for creating this new face for my podcast it came out just as i wanted and while it is still quite simple In my mind, it represents the podcast pretty well. Simple, with mix of creativity and subtle, fine details. So if you ever need to find a content creator for your endeavors, visit his website and Instagram to link up with my go-to guy when it comes to editing, filming and all other aspects of content creation. Link to both can be found from the episode description. And by the way, this is not a sponsored ad. Just wanted to thank my friend and let you know that if you're looking for a person to take care of your creative problems, I know just the guy for you. So once again, thank you. And now we can move to the actual content coverage. Since last week was a bye week Sorry for that. Thanks to my studies, and you are probably already craving for your weekly dose of excessive rambling. But do not worry, this week we are back in action with the familiar touch. UFC 267 and 268 went by, and I might have mentioned that you should have missed those events. And it ended up being the absolute and honest truth. Straight up electrifying fights across the board. And even the past weekend's UFC fight night featuring Max Blessed Holloway and Yair Rodriguez was an all-out war. So if you missed it, go check that one out as well. Kamaru Usman kept his pound-for-pound title. Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler presented probably the most entertaining fight of the year. And Thug Namajunas remained as the undisputed queen of women's strawweight division. NHL season is also coming along nicely, NBA season is in full effect and Canelo Alvarez strengthened his gold status a couple weeks back so I would say that the sporting world is in full health. I'm absolutely buzzing right now if you can't notice thanks to one week break so I guess we should hop straight to the action before I run out of breath. So as always without further ado Let's get going. And we are back in full motion, baby. Last time, we talked about the biggest draft busts of the 2010s. And unlike you might expect, this week we won't cover the biggest steals of the entry drafts. But as you might recall, I mentioned in the previous episode that I was going to make an episode about the prospects who have had a lightning start to their seasons. And that is exactly what we are going to cover this week. But before that, the weekly NHL coverage to fill you in on the most recent NHL headlines. So, let's get to it. Let's start from the standings since there are a few teams that have already surprised me this year and don't seem to fall down the standings. There's still time for that to happen, so keep your pants on, Ducks fans. Both Vegas and Colorado are fighting with injuries, so enjoy this feeling while it lasts. But with that said, I guess we start by praising the Ducks, since they've had a really nice start to their season. Ten wins, five losses and three overtime losses entitles them the third spot in the West. And no one in the league has been quite as impressive as my nomination their breakout player Troy Terry not a big deal he has been lights out this year with 22 points in 17 games but that shouldn't surprise you since I called him out for you right? okay enough boasting but like I said they've been very strong and pretty much their whole squad has participated to the party while John Gibson has been an X-factor in goal and even veteran Ryan Getz is cruising with over per game average. Some players even have some room for improvement, looking at you Raquel, once you come back from the injury, but surprisingly good start for the Ducks nevertheless. Another team that has been more solid than I expected, is the Nashville Predators, with record of 9 wins, 7 losses and 1 overtime loss to their name, and eighth spot in the Western standings. Roman Josie having a Norris-caliber year to no one's surprise. Matt Duchesne and Mikael Granlund with over point per game right behind him. And it also helps that Jose Saros hasn't dropped his level 1 bid and rocks point nine two seven save percentage and 2.17 goals against average as of riding. Surprising start for the Preds, but I fully believe that they have a fight in front of us if they want to see the playoffs this year but the strong start helps without a doubt. Detroit has also had an impressive start especially related to their roster and the young phenoms Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider have been rock solid for them without questions. Both battling for the Calder this year, there's no doubt about it, and they've stepped into the league without any major growing pains and have been standouts in their lineup night in and night out. Raymond 18 points in 19 games, and Sider, 13 points in the same amount of games. So you could say that they've had pretty good starts. Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin are leading the team with confidence, while Philip Zadina and Michael Rasmussen have taken bigger roles on their lineup as well. We'll see how long this one lasts, but promising start for the Wings regardless. Ottawa postponed their next three games because they are currently missing about 10 players from their core roster, and really it took its toll on them in their last few games, which you can see from their current losing streak. Montreal and Arizona suck straight up ass, Jordan Cairo and Drake Betheson have stood out as well, and Yevgeny Kuznetsov has bounced back nicely from last season in Nick Beckstrom's absence alongside Ovechkin who is by the way currently fourth in all-time scoring list. 150 steal the goal. Leon Draisaitl leads the league in points with 17 goals and 16 assists, and the Oilers squad is rolling on top of the conference with one point difference to league leader Panthers as we speak. Rest of the top 10 in scoring include Mac Joke, The Great Aid, Kyle Connor, Troy Terry, Keep the Change, Yevgeny Kuznetsov, Brad Marchand, who has been surprisingly tame this year so far, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, alongside JT Miller, in a house of a team, Ryan Getzlaf, Nazem Kadri, and Johnny Gaudreau, all with 19 points. And by the way, congrats to Getzi for becoming the Ducks' number one point guy in the franchise history. Top five of D-men in scoring is Roman Yosi on top with Adam, Norris Fox, Victor Hedman, Kevin Shattenkirk, the sleeper of this list, Tony D'Angelo, John Carlson, Quinn Hughes and Seth Jones tied in the fourth spot. So at this point I ask, were D'Angelo and Jones signings as bad after all? Good question, if I may say so, you can answer this question yourself. Other notable news around the league: Antti Randa got totally hammered during the game against the Panthers. Sidney Crosby is throwing guys around like rag dolls, but you know how the league protects its star players. Vancouver is a total joke, thanks to their defense and GM Benning. Carter Hart is slowly bouncing back from his previous house season. PK Sluban continues his idiotism. Pretty good, Jack was named as the captain of the Ottawa sinking ship. Andrew Mangiapane can't stop scarring. And lastly, Mac Jesus is still playing NHL on easy mode and with full sliders. Lastly, the injury news around the league Bowen Byram, JT Comfer, Nathan McDogg, Patrick Leine, Miles Wood, Ryan Pulock, Eric Brandstrom, Ryan Ellis. Peter Mrazek and William Carlson entered the injured reserve list in the past couple of weeks, while Dimitri Askin, Samuel Blay, and Shane Pinto entered the LTIR list. And both Pinto and Blay are expected to miss the rest of the season because of their injuries. I probably missed one or two guys in the process, but oh well. No one has complained until this date, so I expect similar results this week as well. Entertaining start to the season without questions and hopefully we survive without too many setbacks, but we'll see what happens around the world. Fingers crossed. But after that recap, we head straight to the main topic of this episode, which is prospects with solid starts around the globe. This includes the major junior leagues as well as North American and European Pro Leagues, so it should cover most of the bases needed. I might leave out some players because of the sheer amount of names, but hopefully I don't miss too many prospects in the process. So get your scout overalls ready, because you're about to hear some names that should tell you something in just a couple of years. Let's get right to it. We will start from the European League since most of the top prospects are located in North America and we are most likely going to spend most of the time across the pond. I will pass by DEL since their big guns, Justin Schutz and Ruslan Ishakov haven't made any waves in the league, so we move straight to Czech Extraliga. There, next year's draft eligible forward Jiri Kulic has recorded 9 points in first 20 games. And protected top-15 pick defenseman David Giriček has had a strong start to his season by racking up nine points for Pleasant in 22 games. The right-handed defenseman will be one of the top D-men in next year's draft, and good showings in the Czech League should stabilize his spot in the early first round. Meanwhile, fourth-round picks Mate Bluml and Milos Roman have tallied. 12 and 11 points to their names in 22 games and the same thing continues in Swiss National League where the only notable player worth mentioning is the 7th rounder Valentin Nusbaumer who has racked up 8 points in 14 games with Davos but other than that nothing else worth mentioning. But then we head to the main leagues in Europe and start with the Finnish Liga and when it comes to 2022 entry draft prospects, we have a standout in sight. Since Yup's right right-handed forward Joakim Kemel has racked up 18 points in 16 games and currently sits 7th in the league-wide scoring. He has raised his draft stock tremendously with his output, and if this continues throughout the season, he is a lock in the top 5 next summer. Craig Button released his latest draft rankings this week, and Kamel was ranked third, so you could say that he is getting noticed in North America as well. His teammate, formerly projected top 3 pick Brad Lambert, has been more disappointing and has only tallied 4 points in 15 games so far. His draft stock has plummeted, and while Kamel raised in rankings, Lambert was dropped out of the top 15. But these are still early season rankings, and fluctuation is expected once we head towards the Junior World Championships. Other notable undrafted prospect is TPS's Slovakian power forward Juraj Slavkovsky, who has so far racked up three points in 13 games and has creeped towards the top five in next year's draft rankings as well. The big left-handed forward is expected to take a big role in Slovakia's U-20 team in the World Juniors and should keep his top 5 status because of his big frame and very intriguing skill set. In addition to these guys, undrafted forward Sami Päivarinta has racked up 5 points in 12 games so far and could get picked in the later rounds of the draft if he keeps his level. But when it comes to already drafted prospects, no one comes even close to Toronto's third round pick, Topi Niemelä, who has racked up outstanding 20 points in 23 games and has been the top dog in the entire European scale when it comes to NHL prospects. Currently third in the league in scoring, and you might remember me praising this defenseman in the rookie checkup episode, And so far, last year's World Junior Championships top defenseman has only raised his level from the previous year. He could end up being a huge steal for the Leafs and could see some North American action this year if his season ends prematurely in Finland. But all you North Americans listening, keep a close eye on this guy. Behind him, we have few notable names within four points. Led by Carolina's Ville Koivonen with 15 points and Antoni Honka with 13 points. Preds pick Uzo Barsinen with 15 points in 13 games and another Leafs prospect Axel Rindel with 13 points. Barsinen has shined in TPS and is becoming one of the top forwards in the entire league. Rindell has added to his numbers once he arrived to Karpat in a loan deal with Jukurit. And speaking of which, Aduratu, who was the other piece in this deal, has improved in the new team as well and is looking more confident than the year prior. Koivunen has showcased his skill set in the early part of the season, and Honka has been Yup's power play quarterback and has been significant contributor on their blue line. Other notables include Blue Jackets Draft Pick, Eric Hyorst, Penguins Prospect Joel Bluntquist and LA Kings draftees, Kim Nosiainen and Kasper Taival, who both have suffered from injuries in the early part of the year. Bonquist also has only played four games so far, with impressive 0.973 save percentage and 0.57 goals against average, but the sample size is still quite small, so we'll see if the numbers fall drastically, once he gets more games under his belt. Overall good numbers for many players and the fact is that some of these youngsters are already in a leadership roles in their respective teams. So it should be interesting to see how the young bucks develop during the course of the season. Some players that I didn't even mention should raise their production levels and thus could get mentioned once we check on these guys later during the spring. Germany, Switzerland... Czech Republic and Finland now covered, so let's head to Sweden next. First, we are going to check up on all since, simply put, we have less prospects to talk about. First name that pops up is a left-handed defenseman Oskar Asplund, he is available in next summer's draft class and has started his season fairly strong related to his age. 4 points in 16 games isn't game-breaking, but just keep this name on your mind once we head towards the entry draft. Another name that stood out is Albert Cherberg who was drafted in the 7th round in this year's draft and has racked up respectable 6 points in 12 games, but nothing groundbreaking once again. Next player that I want to point out is one of the top prospects of the 2023 entry draft, Another Slovakian forward, Dalibor Dvorski. Only 16-year-old forward has only played two games in Alsvenskan, but when you notice that the guy has ripped the U20 level to shreds with 27 points in just 18 games and in just 16 years of age, you get why I wanted to point this guy out. I'm very excited to see how he develops during the next two years in Sweden. And then we arrive to already drafted prospects, and don't worry, there ain't too many. Axel Berquist, Emil Andre, Zion Newbeck, Albert Schober, and Olaf Lindbaum are the top prospects we are going to look into. Starting with Berquist, Arizona Coyotes' seventh round pick in 2019, has finally found his offensive touch on the professional level and blasted. 13 points in 15 games as a defenseman. He's a bit older than many others on this list, but the late Bloomer is showing signs of good development on the Swedish second tier. Another defenseman is Phyllis' second round pick, Emil Andre, who has proved his numbers from past years, and seemingly the time in the second tier is serving him pretty well, with point per game pace in the first 13 games. There's still questions about his size, but with strong season he could find a way to clinch up more stable SHL job next year. Good start, and now he has to continue on his path. Meanwhile, Schöberg and Nübeck haven't been quite up to pace of these top guys, but still hold respective numbers in their first games. 7 and 6 points for these fellas is respectable, and these numbers will most likely improve even more, once we head towards the playoffs. The last player from the Al Svenskan is New York Rangers draft pick Olaf Lindbaum, who has been strong in his first six starts so far in Sweden. He's still quite ways away from the top SHL level, but decent improvement so far in his numbers from past few seasons. Goaltenders tend to take more time than defensemen and forwards to develop, so we don't need to push the panic button yet, but... He still has some room for improvement to fill that second round pick value. So all in all good starts for these youngsters and the season is still very young. So we'll see how these numbers hold up once the games start to matter even more. Next we will head to see how the top talents are doing in the SHL. Then we move to SHL where we don't have that many undrafted prospects, which is very understandable. Two players stand out though, and they are 2022 eligible Austrian center Marco Kasper and 2023 possible first-round pick Leo Karlsson. Kasper is on top of the list if you leave out the drafted prospects and has racked up so far 6 points in 16 games with Rögle as a 17-year-old. That's pretty impressive in the Swedish top tier, and he is expected to be the next top talent coming out of Austria. Carlson, on the other hand, has been involved in four goals for Örebrö, but on the U20 level, he has averaged two points per game and is one of the top talents from Sweden in the 2023 entry draft. So let's start for both guys, but now let's see how the already drafted talents are doing in the league. The most notable name in the top five in scoring is Detroit's this year's first-round pick, Simon Edvinsson, who has already registered nine points in 16 games for Frölunda. He has really stepped up his game this season, and as you might recall me saying, this guy's ceiling is still unknown, so we just have to wait and see what comes out of this big, skilled package out of Sweden. And while we are talking about Detroit, I present to you. Rest of the top 5 in scoring. On top, Elmer Söderblom, Detroit's 2019 6th round pick. You might remember him from last year's U20 World Championships, where he patented his between the leg shot from in tight. Philip Sederquist, Buffalo's 5th round pick from the same draft. William Ovalinder, Detroit's 2022 2nd round pick. And lastly, Albert Johansson. Guess whose pick? Exactly. Detroit Red Wings, second round choice from 2019 draft. And if you already look at their current roster, which includes players such as Zadina, Larkin, Bertuzzi, Sider, Raymond and Berggren, these guys will wreak havoc in just few years. Just wait and see. Oh yeah, Anthony Theo Niederbach, their 2020 second round pick, has also recorded 5 points in 21 games, so you could say that my Stevie Y hype isn't out of place after all. Bloom, 12 points in 20 games, Sedeqvist with 11 points in 19 games, defenseman Wallinder with 11 points in 17, and his counterparts Ed Vincent and Johansson, both 9 points. Very respective numbers, if I may say so. Edwinson without a doubt is the standout here, but Söderblom's massive frame and puck skills hold some value when looking at this future across the ocean. Other notables include Noel Gundler, Philip Johansson, Emil Heineman, Adam Willsby, Isaac Rossein, previously mentioned Niederbach, and Carl Hendrickson. Blessed goal scholar Gundler has racked up 5 goals and 2 assists in 19 games. Defenseman Johansson has contributed the same exact amount of points for Frölunda, Heinemann has registered 5 goals and 1 assist in 19 games, while Wilsby has summed up 5 points in 19 games and a beautiful plus 11 plus minus column. Rest of the players have recorded 4 points in 20-ish games, apart from Hendrickson who has played only 9 games for Frölunda, and thus has a bit higher point per game average. Strong numbers for all these guys, and as we can see, there are some top talents coming from Sweden in just few years. And just before we move to our last European leagues, I will add a few names from the J20 national, since few top prospects are coming up from that league as well. Just relax, only a couple of names, I promise. Hugo Havelid, one of the top goaltenders in next year's draft. Twelve games. save percentage, pretty nice. 2022 eligible Ludwig Patterson, 21 points in 15 games. And lastly, Jonathan Lekkerimäki, 21 points in 17 games. And he has really increased his draft stock with his performances while climbing towards the top 5 in next summer's draft. But that's all for Sweden. Our last stop before we move to North America is Russia. Starting off with the MHL and undrafted prospects. Standouts Alexander Perevalov, Dmitry Pushelnikov, Artem Duda, and Sergei Ivanov. Perevalov, the top dog of this group, with 33 points in 24 games, while Pushelnikov and Duda average approximately point per game pace. Ivanov could be one of the top goalies in the next draft and has started the season with stellar. save percentage in 10 games and could find some games in men's leagues if this pace continues throughout the season. The two clear-cut top Russians in 2022 draft though are Danila Yurov and Ivan Mirosinchenko. And currently it looks like Yurov has taken over Mirosinchenko in the rankings. He has played 18 games in the KHL without points, but... Making the league as a 17-year-old is very respectable, and there's no need for worry when it comes to his point totals, since the ice time most likely has been somewhat limited. Mirosinchenko, on the other hand, has racked up 9 points in 20 BHL games, and has dropped a bit in the rankings as well. But when it comes to already drafted prospects, the only name that pops off is Buffalo Sabres pick Alexander Kisakov, who has 13 points in 18 games so far and has spent majority of the season in the MHL when compared to others on this list. And that's exactly why we are going to save them for the next two leagues. The VHL though is full of drafted prospects, so we are just going to pay attention to the big names here. The clear-cut standouts are Nikita Giprikov and Ivan Morozov, And both guys have appeared in the KHL this year as well. Morozov has 10 points in 7 games in the VHL and 5 points in the KHL. So by the looks of it, he will spend another season up top after the start in the second tier. Chibrikov though has only 4 games in the KHL and is averaging just over point per game pace in the VHL with 16 points in 15 games. One of the most intriguing prospects in my mind has gotten to a strong start and if he can work on his deficiencies Winnipeg could have a gem on their hands. Fyodor Svetko has also tallied 11 points in 15 games. Vasily Ipponomarov has racked up 9 points in 13 games. Prokhor Poltapov has acquired 6 points in 9 games and lastly Habs prospect Dmitry Kostenko has notched 6 points in twenty two VHL games. So you could say that so far the top prospects have had solid starts to their seasons. And before we head across the ocean, let's see which players have shined in the Russian top tier. Well, it would be an understatement to say that the 2023 top prospect Matvey Michkov has had nothing but impressive start to his season. Lacrosse goal, in a preliminary international junior tournament, 18 points in 11 MHL games and 3 points in 10 KHL games as a 16 year old is just ridiculous. And by the way, this guy will break some records this year. And last time we've seen as impressive numbers from Russian talent, the player responsible for that was the future Hall of Famer and NHL all time scoring leader. Yes, I said it, Alexander Ovechkin. This guy is a franchise-level talent, and he has still almost two years until he gets drafted, so if you haven't already, please put this guy on your short list, because you are going to hear from him. Absolute monster. Hopefully, he puts on a show in the U20s this year, because that would be entertaining, to say the least. Moving on, two other notable names. You might remember me praising Dmitry Rashevsky in the Top Prospects episode, and he hasn't slowed down a bit from last season. Since now he's on top of our list with 26 points in 29 games, and there you have another prospect for the Jets pipeline. He still has some work to do with his skating, but boy, does he know how to score and put up points. He's the standout in the KHL, and 10 points behind him arrive Arseni Griciuk and Kiril Maratchenko. Especially Marachenko has big expectations across the band, so it has been nice to see him succeed in the KHL. Nikolai Kovalenko is also averaging over a half a point per game, and players such as Marat Kuznutinov, Shakir Mukhamadulin, Dmitry Vorankov, Kiril Kirsanov and Kravtsov. Have had strong starts to their seasons as well. Especially Kravtsov, who was sent back to Russia, has stood out so far by notching 3 points in 4 games for Traktor Chelyabinsk. Yaroslav Askarov has played 5 games with respectable 0.904 save percentage and 2.01 goals against average, while Pyotr Kochetkov has averaged 0.917 save percentage and 2.42 goals against average. Ivan Fedotov has been one of the top goalies in the league and belongs to Flyers' organization, so he could be the next Russian goalie to make his jump onto the NHL ice. But that pretty much tells the story about the prospects skating on European ice, and next we start to make our way through the North American Junior Leagues. We're going to go through them with relative pace since we don't want this episode to last over 90 minutes. So let's head first to US Junior Leagues. First up, USHL. 2023 standouts. Adam Fantilli, 22 points in 18 games. And William Whitelaw, 40 in 22. Not a big deal. Then from the 2022 draft, The anticipated suspects have been as good as advertised. Defenseman Seamus Casey, 13 points in 18 games. Logan Cooley, 20 points in 15 games. Isaac Howard, 20 points in 18 games. Demon Lane Hudson, 15 points in 18 games. Rutger McCrory, 18 points in 12 games. Frank Nazar, 20 in 18 games. And lastly, Jimmy Snuggerud, 19 points in 18. 18 games. Defenseman Jacob Quavin has also stood out by putting up 16 points in 14 games and goaltender Cameron Whitehead has posted impressive .944 save percentage and 1.75 goals against average through first eight starts. League-wide, King's prospect Jackson Blake has stood out with 24 points in 18 games and has committed to UND next season. Keep an eye out for the 2022 and 2023 draft class players. And I think we are ready to move to the NCAA. Jack Hughes. No, not the one you're thinking of. The one playing for Jersey. But the younger one is currently the only undrafted prospect playing in the NCAA that we should mention. 5 points in 13 games is very decent. And with that, let's see how the others have succeeded so far. Well, the top guys are the ones you could expect. Kent Johnson, who is tied with league leaders in points. Jack McBain, Owen Power leads all defensemen in points. Carter Savoy, Matthew Beniers, Brendan Brisson, Jake Sanderson, Just Down, Bobby Brink, Luke Hughes, John Farrell, Henry Thrun; Matt Coronado, Nick Abruzzisi, Devon Levi and Eric Portillo. Two surprising names are Massimo Rizzo and Ryan Twerberg, but other than that, the usual suspects man the top spots when it comes to drafted prospects. University of Michigan top players are right on top of the scoring table and to surprise of absolutely no one. That team is an absolute joke, and the NCAA should consider adding a cap ceiling to that league after this season. Power and Johnson have had impressive starts, and number two pick Beniers is just a few points away from the other two. Point per game averages fluctuate between 1.54 and 1.0 within these players, so I would say that there's no need to go more in depth, since the margins are so thin, and we will dedicate a whole episode to these studs in the future. Levi has been the best goaltender in the league with 0.949 save percentage and 1.46 goals against average. Keep the change. And Portillo is cruising with 0.927 save percentage and 2.15 goals against average. So top tier to say the least. No any major surprises and the usual suspects are leading the league as they should. So all is good in NCAA. Next up, Canadian Junior Leagues, aka the CHL. This will be similar run through to the previous one since we have three leagues to cover and only so much time, so I need to prioritize in order to fit in also the AHL and the NHL within one hour, hopefully. We will start with the queue, and the top undrafted prospects so far have been Nathan Gosher Tristan Luneau, Antonin Verrault, Jordan Dumay, and Jeremy Langlois. Especially Dumay has raised his draft stock by putting up 28 points in 18 games and is tied in 8th in league-wide scoring. Cochet, Luneau, Verrault and Dumay belong to the top group of next year's draft, but when it comes to already drafted prospects, there are some familiar names that stand out from the crowd. Javier Burgo, Joshua Wa, Javier Simono, William Dufoe, Riley Kidney, and Elliot Denoyers on top of the list by a large margin, and Zachary Lehua, Mavri Borg, recalled Hendrix Lapierre, and Zach Dean have also impressed in the early part of the season. Fifth-round picks Wa and Dufour have surprised to some extent, and sixth-round choice Simono. Is raising his value as a late round pick. How well these stats translate to professional ice in the future is a question on its own, but for now, they could be steals of the 2021 and 2020 drafts. Again, point per game averages fluctuate between 1.94 and 1.0, so I won't point out each player's individual stats, but if you want to do some research on your own, before we break down these players one by one, feel free to do so, Elite Prospects is the site to serve. Next up, the dub. Well, now it gets a bit more interesting since we have some future elite players on our hands. Hopefully. And we are going to see some names that go high on draft boards in the next two drafts. 2023 draft standouts, Connor Bedard, Mr. Franchise himself, with somewhat disappointing 12 points in 16 games, Zach Benson, 20 points in 14 games, Braden Jaeger, 17 points in same amount of games, Riley Heat, 12 points in 16 games, and Nate Danielson, 10 points in 12 games. All possible first-round names and decent starts for this young bucks overall. From 2022 draft class, we don't have as many top-tier prospects, but some first-round names have been impressive so far. Goaltender Tyler Brennan is rocking 0.912 save percentage and 2.94 goals against average. Connor Geeky has registered 23 points in 19 games. Jordan Gustafson has raised his draft stock with 18 points in 15 games. Defenseman Denton Matejjak is solidifying his spot in the top 10 with Point per game pace through 17 games. Another defenseman, Kevin Korczynski, has racked up 10 points through 15 games. Jagger Furkus, also with similar numbers to Matej Jack. Everett is producing another top-tier goaltender, as Braden Holt currently rocks 0.930 save percentage and 1.68 goals against average. Matthew Semenov has stood out with 21 points in 14 games. And lastly... Swift Currents Matthew Ward has racked up 20 points through 17 games. Respectable numbers all around and once again the WHL is producing top-tier talent for the future. Lastly, the drafted prospects Tristan Robbins on top with 28 points in 17 games, Connor McLennan, Josh Pilar, Logan Stankoven and Lucas Vekowski within 6 points behind Robbins. And also Dylan Genther, Ryder Korzak, Pavel Novak, Justin Sordiff, Ridley Gregg, Fabian Lussell, Holton Dock, and recalled Jake Neighbors rocking over point per game pace. So the same trend continues with these players also. In addition, Demon, Carson Lambos, Riker Evans, Olen Selweger, and Caden Guly have been impressive and close to point per game pace. And I had to mention these guys so that the defensemen get some love as well. Top 10 is Sebastian Kossa, 0.929 save percentage and 2.15 goals against average. Dylan Garand, 0.925 save percentage and 1.86 goals against average. And finally, Gage Alexander, 0.916 save percentage and 2.01 goals against average. Impressive numbers by these goalies and overall, very strong start for these top prospects in this league. Last up in the Canadian Junior Leagues is the OHL. Year 2023 isn't looking as strong for the O as the years prior, but there's still some time for some youngsters to raise their levels. Currently, the top names are Quentin Masti, Cameron Allen, Colum Ritchie and Ethan Midima. Pretty low total if you ask me, but I believe that some names will start to pop off already during this season. And unfortunately, that 22 draft class seems to be very similar, where the only exception is the projected first overall pick and generational talent Shane Wright. But to be completely honest, Even though he is the clear-cut number one guy in this draft, he hasn't been as dominant as previously expected. 19 points in 15 games is extremely decent, but at least I was expecting bigger numbers from him on his draft year. There's still plenty of room to improve those numbers, and I fully believe that he will dominate the World Juniors, which should give him a boost for the rest of the season as well. But when it comes to other top dogs of next year's draft, the notables are David Goyette, Payne Ophimis, Bryce McConnell Barker, Max Namesnikov, Ty Nelson, Matthew Poitras, Danny Shilkin, goaltender Brett Broku, Luca Delbelbelous, Lucas Edmonds, Ruslan Gazizov, Servas Petrovsky, Tucker Robertson, Vincent Roher, and Colton Smith. Here we see some international talents as Petrovsky represents Slovakia, Rohrer Austria and Gazisov Russia. In addition to those guys, Tucker Robertson has raised his draft stock tremendously and has been the standout in this group of players with 29 points in 16 games with the Peets. Edmonds is an exception in a sense that he turns 21 on January and is the oldest player on this list and will probably get picked in the late rounds of the draft at latest otherwise not a huge pool of top tier prospects but steady flow of upcoming promising talents lastly we have the drafted prospects and the top 10 of scoring leaders consists of Brandon Cole, Zesepas Dujov Rory Kerins, Taller Tulio, Matvey Petrov Tanner Dickinson, Martin Chromiak Luka Evangelista Jan Misak and Oscar Olausson. Some 2021 draft picks in the mix, and especially Pash Dujav, who fell in the draft, has been outstanding once he made the jump from the US to the Canadian ice surface. Looks like Anaheim got a steal in the third round, Cole leads the group with 30 points in 18 games, and Olausson has 19 points in 15 games, so you can calculate that there are once again small margins between the top players in this list. Other notables I want to point out are Tyvoit, Josh Bloom, Brennan Othman, Brent Clark, Jack Thompson, Daniel Cheka, Antonio Stranges, Dimitri Kuzmin, Ethan Del Mastro, and goaltender Joe Verbatich. Strong starts for these players once again, and close to point per game pace as you can expect at this point of the episode. Kuzmin is another still candidate for the Jets, and as I said in the previous episode, we are going to see some surprises in the near future because of the 2021 entry draft. A bit of a down year in scoring by the looks of it, but once again, lots of games left to be played, and the World Juniors also play a part in this calculation, so get your heartbeats down a bit. It's going to work out just fine. But that concludes all the European and Junior Leagues and now we just have left the jungle and the show. So I think we should just keep this train moving. I'm going to dedicate episodes for these North American prospects in the near future so you can expect to hear some more of these top prospects at some point. But now let's head to check the AHL and the NHL. Well now that we don't have the upcoming drafts to worry about, we can focus on the prospects that have impressed in the big leagues. Most impressive U-22 players in the AHL out the gate Jack Quinn, Jacob Perrault, John Peterka, Marco Rossi, Jacob Pelletier, Lucas Reichel, Matthias Macelli, Adam Beckman, Ben McCartney, Peyton Krebs, Matthew Baldy, Akira Schmid, Nico Dawes, Dustin Wolf, Amir Miftahov, and Joel Hofer. And note before you start screaming that I left that and that guy out. Either it is because they have multiple seasons in the AHL under their belts, or they are currently in the NHL roster, so they will come up eventually. I digress. Quinn and Perot have just blasted their way to the scene, and even with strong numbers in the O. I wasn't expecting over 1.3 point per game average so early in their first season. Perot already scored a lacrosse goal as well, so that's off the books as well. I mean, what else can you say than we are seeing some exciting youngsters blooming in the jungle, waiting for their chance to break into the show. Goalies have had a bit rougher start, but that's expected from young tendies just wait a few seasons and the numbers will tell much more about their futures. Other notables include Tyler Angle, Blue Jacket seventh-round pick, Devils pick, Graham Clark, Dallas pick, Oscar Back, Red Wings pick, Jonathan Bergren, Tucson Youngsters, Jan Jannik, Janis Moser and Viktor Söderström, Sens pick, Robby Arvintie; Knights pick, Pavel Dorofeyev, and Peter Deliberatore. Ducks pick Braden Tracy, Blue's pick Nikita Alexandrov, who I also mentioned in the Prospects episode, Wild pick Caelan Addison, and lastly, Kings pick Helge Granz. Good starts to these guys as well, and the value on these prospects keeps going up as they pave their way towards the NHL. I left many names out, Of this list purposely and I will assure you, you are going to hear about these guys in the future episodes. That's a factory promise. I think that covers the AHL pretty well without going too in-depth on these guys. And finally, we are headed towards our last stop, the NHL. This is most likely going to be a bit more in-depth, so hold on, the end is near. Last final stop until we end the episode. Hopefully you have at least enjoyed until this point. But the last stop is the National League and I guess I jinxed it a bit at the start when I mentioned the breakout stars from few teams. But oh well, you are going to hear it again despite that fact, like it or not. We will break it down piece by piece and separate players to two categories. Under 20 year olds, and under twenty two year olds. Let's start with the U twenties. Hands down the most impressive player of this punch is none other than the current rookie scoring leader Lucas Raymond. 18 points in 19 games is more than many expected and he has established dangerous chemistry with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Berduzi. He can dish the puck as well as he can score and has showcased his lethal wrist shot from the wing already. Second on the list is Columbus Blue Jackets this year's first round pick Cole Sillinger, who has so far racked up 8 points in the first 14 games. And while the Jackets have somewhat struggled, he has been one of the bright spots on the team and is looking dangerous already in his first year in the show. He's on his best in the offensive zone and has still some work to do on the other side of the puck, but that should come with experience and patience. From the third spot, we find a defenseman who already made his debut last season, and he is the right-handed blue liner from the Anaheim Ducks, Jamie Drysdale. While his defensive game is still extremely raw, and his body could use some extra muscle, he has been very elusive on the blue line and has contributed to their numbers, with one goal and six assists so far. Future top two D-man without a doubt, and a key piece in the organization's rebuilding process. After Drysdale, we have Ottawa's future superstar, German, Tim, Jimmy Stutzle, who made his comeback just a few weeks ago, and so far has registered only six points in the first 15 games. I have to say that it isn't looking very bright for him currently in Ottawa, so hopefully he doesn't get affected too much with their current struggles, but he could end up being one of the only bright spots on that roster once again this season. Hopefully he gets back to his top level and raises the whole team's level by a few notches alongside his new captain Brady Katchuk. After that, we have few names with similar numbers, so I'm going to go through them pretty quickly at this point. Seth Jarvis, 5 points in 9 games, Mason McTavish, 3 points in 9 games, Alex Holtz, 1 point in 5 games, and Colt Porfetti, without points in 2 NHL games. Jarvis has been impressive in his few starts and has found the back of the net as we could expect based on his numbers from the juniors. Great eye for goal scoring and has developed his two-way game in recent years. Holtz has showcased his speed and powerful wrist shot and has impressed in few starts in the top league. Finally, we have Colt Perfetti, who spent few games up top at the start of the season, but got sent down and since has put up 10 points in 12 games in the jungle. Skilled playmaker is searching his way to the NHL and quite frankly, Currently, it is a tough job to find a way to the stacked Winnipeg Jets lineup, especially if he wants to play center on the next level. No rush. The talent is there certainly. So just take a break and go rip up the AHL in the meantime. Lastly, I want to mention players that didn't get any love, despite playing more than handful of games in the show. These players are William Eklund, Mason McTavish, Jake Neighbors and Henriks LaPierre. Eklund was loaned back to Sweden after notching 4 points in 9 games for the Sharks, while Neighbors headed back to WHL after 9 games. McTavish was sent back to OHL yesterday, and lastly LaPierre was headed back to GUE after just 6 games. Eklund was a bit questionable, but I'm sure that he won't hurt his development too much by going back to Sweden to hone out this game even more. McTavish was decent in nine games with the Ducks and should be one of the leading members of the Ducks squad alongside Drysdale and Zegres but just like Lapierre and neighbors looked a bit out of place and one more year of development shouldn't go to waste for these guys either but our last stop will be the bunch of under 22 year olds and I will skip all the guys that are already stables on the next level for example, Andrei Svechnikov, Niels Höglander, and Joel Farabee. The big names that I haven't already mentioned are Moritz Seider, Dawson Mercer, Trevor Ziegres, Bowen Byram, Anton Lundell, Connor McMichael, Phil Tomasino, Yegor Shinahov, and Alex Newhook. Seider, absolute stud. Mercer, has been a pleasant surprise for the Devils with 11 points in 15 games. Zegras has picked up the pace and is a treat to watch on the ice. 10 points in 16 games. Byram is slowly creeping towards Av's top 4 with 8 points in 11 contests. And Lundell is proving his elite two-way game in Florida and has registered so far 7 points in 13 games. Meanwhile, McMichael, Tomasino and Shinahov are cruising with 0.5 points per game averages and looking like future studs for the league. I even had to leave some names out since there have been so many prospects that have had a positive impact on their respective teams and wanted to focus on the younger generations of the league. The last shout out goes to San Jose's Jonathan Dahlen, who has finally found his way to the NHL and so far has racked up 9 points in 15 games on their first line. Long and bumpy road behind him, but gotta give respect for not giving up. And come on, man, the jump from al to NHL is quite remarkable, so you have to tip your cap. But I think that covers up most of the bases when it comes to the top leagues, and I'm sure that I left some names out, but as I said, I didn't want to make this one an hour and a half long episode where I just name players and their respective stats. Like I mentioned, we are going to make an episode in the future where I focus on North American prospects since I haven't showed too much love for them to this point and I think they deserve some recognition as well. But that's all we have for this week. Impressive starts for many young bucks around the world. And the U20s are slowly creeping up on us, so the excitement grows around these exact players, since most of them will most likely participate to that party. I am more than sure of it. What's up for next week? That I don't know yet, but I assure you we are not going to have another bye week, since now I've gotten some breathing room when it comes to school reports and exams, so should be able to focus fully on this piece of art once again. I've noticed that most of my listeners use Apple devices to listen these episodes, so if you could be so kind and leave a rating for this pod on Apple Podcasts, it will only take you like two seconds and benefits this podcast tremendously, just so we could get people to notice this cast on the internet and get this thing to spread to wider audiences. By the way, five stars would be preferable. Please and thank you that pretty much concludes this episode thank you so much for listening we are getting closer to Christmas by each passing day and as a person who loves Christmas I couldn't be more excited the U20s and the Olympics follow that holiday so they could have some impact in that equation as well but oh well hope you enjoyed another episode dedicated to prospects Have an awesome week, you beauties. And thank you once again for your support. We will see again next week. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Until next time. All right.